Uh, hey family, I miss you guys so much. I had this all set up like on the couch and like as if I was sitting with you guys in the living room and the audio was so bad. I was like, I have to redo this. So here we go. I'm gonna just jump right into it, okay? Um, I'm excited to do this with you. My goal and my attention is to do this every week. Now, I've gotta actually do the work. <laughs> so, but we're doing it together. And this week, if you've noticed, that I had intentionality in our daily mission. Every day, we're reading scripture together. A Psalms first to kind of get our mind and our heart engaged. A Proverbs for that wisdom that will just carry us. Just, just pick one verse out and to just let it convict you and kind of grab you and just mull it and toss it over. Maybe it's just the Psalms for the day. That's You could see kind of my flow that week. Um, and the theme that God was getting to me was my actions proving my heart. He was getting to this thing and showing that my actions over the last few months in specifically regarding square one and leading you guys in other areas, God has been dealing with the same exact issue of my actions proving really, really what I actually cared about. And it was with my marriage, with my children, with my own personal life. Like if I really, so many things, we're going to focus on one for this one. And that's this mission. The third piece was reading through just small portions of Matthew. Leading up to yesterday, you were supposed to read the whole chapter of Matthew. I did it Saturdays. Hopefully, you know, we have a little more time on Saturdays to read the whole chapter. To get us ready for this time. To get us ready to engage and, and, and be able to wrestle through together this scripture. So I'm going to share with you the convictions and the things that God pulled out of for me, convicted me. And then what I want you to do is discuss with you what God did and God is working. And if you're able and you're in a group, I know some of you that are watching this are on your own. But get together with other Christians and watch this and then talk about it together. And then what I'd love to get back from you individually this week, if you're able to, that's awesome. If not, one, I wanna be praying for you. So post on Facebook or on this video on YouTube, comment, you know, hey, be praying for me for this. I'll, I'm gonna to commit to praying for you. I have been and I'll continue that. Number two, maybe questions or concerns or maybe uh, a testimony for you that God is like, hey, this is how God worked this out in my life this week. Oh, I mean, that would be amazing. So I'd love to start a back and forth dialogue on our either Facebook or even here on the YouTube channel. Um, I'm going to pray and we're going to jump into this thing, Matthew chapter 3. So Father, you are good. You are king. You are mighty. You are holy. You are majestic. And the fact that you are such an amazing God who used your words to create this world and you formed us out of the dust. And you breathed, your breath of life came into us, it's filled our lungs. And you've set from the beginning redemption to happen for us, to draw us back to you. And the fact that I have the privilege to cry out to you and, the, and know that you can hear me is amazing. It's too much for words. So Father, I thank you for this time that we can be together, that we can gather wherever we're at and stop and look at scripture as a mirror. And look at how you want to bring redemption and wholeness, not only individually in our lives, but through us to this world. In Jesus' name, amen. So it's Matthew chapter 3. I'm not going to read it. I'm just going to jump into it. The two big things that I pulled out of it. Number, the first thing is identity. And the second thing is power. That, for me, was the biggest conviction I got. 
And I believe that God's, there's so many other small little nuances to this thing. And we can have longer discussions about those things maybe in the future. Um, and if you have more questions after this, maybe I can, I don't know. I'm trying to figure this out because we'll get it figured out. But we're looking at two major individuals here. The first is John the Baptist, right? And we see that in the most of the first part of chapter 3. And there's this dynamic that's happening, right? We see John the Baptist and his personality, his power, and even his persona being shown to the world and the world being drawn to him. And I don't know when the last time it was that you were drawn to a bearded man that was wearing camel skin, that was eating bugs and wild honey. The guy was crazy, but yet his words were powerful because they were filled with God's love. And like, he just, he was tenacious. Like, no, I'm going to do this. I noticed John the Baptist says, I'm going to do it. And this is what we're doing. And people would flock and they'd come to him. And there's two groups of people, right? We saw the first group were the people who, who came to confess their sins and were baptized for a changed life, right? That's what it says here uh, in the Bible. And they came with this heart of going, I am broken. I just had a conversation with somebody a couple of weeks ago, how they felt like God didn't want them. They, that God viewed them as poor and the language was very broken. And if you're watching, hey, because you might be, this is an amazing story. And that because you didn't go to church, because you didn't live this right life, God didn't deserve you. And he looked at you as poor or pathetic. And I was like, you were close, so close to God right now. It's not even funny that that's how God wants to see us, right? He, he, we come showing you we don't deserve you. And he receives us with the open arms. And he brings that new life. And he brings the, the heaven to earth and this new kingdom. And this, this, yeah. Right? It says, what counts as your life? Later on it says that he's turning our old life into a kingdom life. Our old life into a kingdom life. That's what John the Baptist was saying. And the second group of people were thinking that, that they had it all together. That because they went to church, because they did all these things for God, that they, that they didn't need this. And that this baptism was just another part of just their duties as in this like journey of faith. And John Baptist just punched them. And he's like, what are you, brood of snakes? What do you think? You just take off this skin and put a little water on it. That's enough? No, the act of itself isn't the problem. The problem is your hearts. It's what's going on inside of you. So here's John, boldly proclaiming, boldly walking out in the gift that God had given him, boldly pursuing and doing what he feels like God has called him to, working out his mission, taking the steps, even to the point where he's willing to offend, but he's doing it with the kingdom in mind. But so many lives are being changed because of it. And we get on the scene here in verse 13, right? Where Jesus appears arriving at the Jordan River from Galilee. He wanted John to baptize him. So Jesus, remember this, right? He's the king of this world. And up to this point, if you're reading through the book of Matthew, all we see is the genealogy and then the birth of Jesus. And then the next scene is... Boom, here is Jesus showing up, wanting to be baptized. He's asking this John the baptizer, that's his title, to baptize him. And John's response is, wait, I was just telling everybody else that there's somebody coming whose sandals I'm not even worthy to untie. I'm not even worthy to wash your feet. And here you are wanting me to baptize you? No, 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 no. John's answer was what? He said this, he goes, I'm the one who needs to be baptized by you. John is saying, please, you baptize me. 
And Jesus' response is simple. Do it. God's work putting things right all these centuries is coming together right now in this baptism. And I think it's even bigger than that. It's stronger in this moment, this baptism. And we have to remember, Jesus was perfect. He didn't need to be baptized. He didn't need to confess his sins. He didn't need to be baptized for repentance. So it's not about this baptism. This baptism is just a symbol of what is going on in our heart. And so Jesus is obedient to the Father. And so Jesus comes from heaven to earth. And as a precursor, as an example of, the, of who we're to follow, he says, I need to be baptized because I, my life is the representation that I am going to go down with you in death and bring you back to life. That I am identifying with you. And that John, who is unworthy, just like we are all unworthy, God is saying, you're worthy enough to baptize me. I was so convicted by that, just in my own life. Like, I, my, I, I feel like I can't do this because I'm not worthy. I don't, I don't, I don't look right. I don't speak right. I, I, I'm not disciplined enough to post regularly. I'm, I'm tough with my words. I'm not a scholar. I'm not, like, I'm reading the message for crying out loud. Like, I can't even get this stuff figured out myself. Like, what, what? I know you gave me a calling, but I, I can't do this. And God's like, it's not about you. And yeah, you are. Just like John, if John can baptize Christ, you can turn on a camera and tell people that I love them. But it didn't stop there, right? We see Jesus go down, he comes back up. So that's the, the first aspect of this is identity, right? The second aspect is when we see Jesus come back up, these are the words, this is my son chosen and marked my, by my love, delight of my life. And so here is God, Speaking to the masses and saying, this is my son. And he gave him the Holy Spirit. There's this picture, right, where we see it looks like a dove. Now, I don't know what that looked like. Maybe we have to get a children's Bible. You can look it up. I don't know. But it wasn't a dove itself, but it kind of came down and filled Jesus with power. And we are going to get to see the power of Jesus. But this leads me to the second aspect, right? So our identity is being new in Christ as being a son of God or a daughter of God. That's our new identity. This is my son. He's choosing us. His power. The Bible is very clear about giving us the same spirit that Jesus has. We're going to talk more about this as the leading weeks coming up. I mean, I can go on hours and hours and hours about this, but this is the key thing that I want us to see as we move forward from here. That God gave the Holy Spirit to Jesus in power before he set out in mission. It's for the work of mission, right? The, the motto or the mission statement for Square One Church, and I made this up six years ago not knowing that this literally ties in so perfectly without really understanding the theological depth of this. These are the words that I believe God had given me, that we are a community saved by Jesus, or so our identity. On mission by His Spirit, empowered with the same Spirit that Jesus is empowered with, 
ultimately for God's glory. And God did that after affirming and proclaiming Jesus' identity as his son. Boom. Are you kidding me? If this doesn't like shake you and make you want to just like go, I have the same power that Jesus did. I mean, Jesus talks about us doing even greater miracles than he did. Are you, I, I cannot wait to get into Matthew, the rest of this book, to see what God is going to unfold for us in our lives and the convictions and the things that he's going to move and shake and just mwah, reaffirming our identity and reaffirming the power that he's given us for us to just go for his glory. I'm gonna end. That was one of the creepiest things. It just turned off like that. The battery literally just, the, it had been flashing red for the last, since I started talking, actually no. It was white with like a little bar before I started talking and then boom, it started flashing red. When I, I'm saying all these things literally when I said, I'm gonna end here, <laughs> it literally turned off complete. The camera itself turned off. That was so creepy. I should probably just type this in here because it's like, well, I actually am done. Anyways, just know that I'm praying for you. I love you guys. I'm excited. I think you can see that, what God is going to be doing. Not because we're doing it, but because God has called us to do it. And he's going to give us a spirit, but we have to be faithful to do the steps. We look at Jericho. What did they have to do? Walk around it once a day on the seventh day, seven times, but they had to walk. Moses, is God is parting the waters. He's got to hold up the staff and he's got to hold it up so long. He's got to have help. Like God is going to do miracles. We have 7.7 billion people that need to hear the good news of Jesus Christ. And in this day and age that we live in, this digital day and age, where every single person has a stinking cell phone, this thing, we're going to reach the gospel, the world with these things. It's going to happen. Just like John the Baptist was called and God empowered him. And he, despite how he felt that he was not worthy to do the work, God still allowed him the privilege of doing the work for God's glory to usher in centuries, the culmination, the wording that it says there, right? These, all these centuries, he is putting things right. We get to be a part of putting things right. Ah! Okay. Now I think I'm going to officially be done. I love you guys. I'll see you guys next week. Actually, this week we'll comment back and forth. <sighs> My wife's going to say, you acted a little crazy at the end there. I did. It's okay. I love you guys.